For many new parents, getting out of the house is a mission. Nappies, change of clothes, food, buggy or front pack. Our guest says don't be daunted by that. Siana Priest is mum to six-year-old Finn. When he was a baby, she set out to find some child-friendly adventures in Hamilton where they were living, but found there wasn't much in the way of information for parents. For example, is a trail buggy friendly? Are uh, there toilets and change tables? So Siana set out to write a book the book that she wanted and she's just put out a third one this one published by penguin it's called kid friendly adventures auckland the ultimate family guidebook kia ora siana welcome to nine to noon kia ora Catherine. so tell me about your experiences when finn was little were, were you always pretty outdoorsy and were you pretty keen to get back into it early Oh, it was, uh, yeah, absolutely. It was a huge struggle. Um, I grew up near Mount Ruapehu and I had summers with my brothers in the beach forest and the rivers. And I really wanted Finn to have this outdoorsy experience as well. But when he was little, I, I really struggled to find information on whether exactly like you said, whether I could take the buggy, whether there was a toilet nearby, um, so, yeah, and often what we would find is we'd go on adventures and then just get stuck with the buggy at the top of the stairs and have to abort and turn home. And it just became super, super frustrating. And so I started sharing our adventures on social media and then a website, and then it ended up being a guidebook for, um, for other parents as well. So, yeah, it's been a fun journey. So what were the basics at that time? And we're talking about a, a decent hike here, right? So, you know, we're not talking about just going out for a stroll, literally out for a stroll, out and back from the house. What's the sort of level of adventure that, that you wanted to have right from when your baby was little and that you believe others could and should have with, with, with the right info? Can you still hear me? Yeah, I think oh, go ahead, it's, yeah. it's very much about... I can still hear you. Can you? Yes, sorry. Um, it's about how comfortable you feel. For for some new parents, that's um, you know popping a baby in the front pack and heading bush within a few months. But then others, it's it's a walk around the block as well. So we were we were sort of a destination. We wanted to go to a reserve, go for a hike. Um, so that was kind of what what my plans were, and that was that was where I struggled is finding that information to go to a destination, to go to the bush, to a reserve. And, yeah, just seeing that if it's age-appropriate for, for a kid. Yeah, that was my challenge. Mm. And the adventures can be of a huge range. It could be as simple as playing, you know, poo sticks in a stream and, and, and noticing nature. We, we don't have to be planning, you know, the, the Tongariro crossing by any means. There can be a real range. <laughs> no, and we haven't even done that one yet. It's definitely on the <laughs> list, though. And I, simple adventures are the best. And some of the most memorable ones that we've had were they ended 10 minutes down the trail um, from the car park. And we generally take a few things along for this, for the one that I remember the most is we, we just spent a good half hour with a magnifying glass peering at fungi. And the other times we find sticks along the way to play poo sticks. And it just doesn't have to be about the destination. And sometimes kids need a little bit of an activity as well. Um, so there's some great bingo sheets uh, that you can download and another thing that we did was we cut out little swatches of colour from um, magazines and we tried to find it in nature that that was a good afternoon so that was quite a fun thing to do um, but yeah it's keeping it simple and being flexible is, is super important and to take it at everyone's pace 
and having no expectations that, that definitely helps and yeah I, I think that before Finn I was running long distances and when he arrived everything got shorter and flatter and I really had to adjust my mindset and let go of these destination goals and it, it definitely took me a while to adjust to his pace yeah that is really insightful that when we're talking about adventures with little kids, it's not necessarily what we were doing kid free. So just explain a little bit more about that transition, <laughs> uh, that transition for you and, and what it was that became realistic. Yeah, I, I had hoped that we would be on, you know, some mad, crazy missions as, as soon as I could pop him into a front pack. And we did do a couple. We did do a couple overnight ones and it was okay but it was it was super hard work and so I had to pair it back and almost just start again with my mindset and just being really aware of Finn's capabilities and what he was enjoying as well so it was a real letting go process yeah let's have an idea of that because he's six now and and what have you found even over the, the you know the six years that you've been doing this what are some age realistic uh not only possibilities but but things to be mindful of and you've already mentioned some of it I mean there's the tiredness there's the um, need for food and watering and and also there's the need to stop and go at a kid's pace observationally right mm, absolutely a lot of that comes down to, to preparation as well. Um, younger kids, obviously, have got a lot more paraphernalia than, than older kids. But in the middle of all those development stages, you're likely to be walking with the kid and carrying their trike as well. So each stage has its challenges. And also, they're just so rewarding as, as well. I One of the things I would have done is um, been a bit more aware of baby wearing. Um, and I'd definitely recommend parents uh, new to baby wearing or popping them in a front pack, kids in a front pack, is to check if the local um, town has a group. And, yeah, that really helped us out get, um, yeah, sort of get more into the bush and have adventures and keep Finn nice and close as well, which was which was really important for, for safety and, yeah. So there's an advantage actually in teaming up with others. You might have more kids on board, but you are you're sharing the load in some ways. <laughs> Absolutely, and kids love kids. And now that um, Finn is six, a lot of the time that he was quite happy to just be him and me doing the trails. Now it's very much like he wants his friends to come along and engage in in that regard. And also, it's about the bike rides. So it's been it's been really cool to see the progression from baby wearing to yeah, to independence and, yeah, just seeing him build resilience for, for all the adventures and the mishaps that we have along the way. It's, it's been a really awesome journey. Let's talk about prepare, preparing for that then. We, we, we talked about the baby wearing and then you sort of transition into ba to buggies and that's where you yeah. need to know where <laughs> yes. you're going, right? And this is part of what your, plan, what your guide is providing. You did one for Waikato, you've done one for Auckland now, um, but, but that's going to be part of, of the kit. But the other thing, of course, is to be super aware, as we do as adults, of temperature changes and things. So, you know, what's in your mm, basic kit? Absolutely. What's in your basic kit taking taking a youngster out? Yeah, it's once we've covered the the basics, which is appropriate clothing, drinks, and so many snacks. Um, never underestimate a good snack. There's not much more technical gear that we do take. Um, I normally snapshot or screenshot a map onto my phone, um, just in case there's there's no coverage in the bush. But 
is a bare minimum, we always have a stash of polar fleeces and rain jackets at the bottom of our day bag. Layers are and your friend, I'll... right? I'm sorry? Layers are yeah. your friend. Oh my gosh, layers are definitely your friend. And often they're only used for sitting on. Um, but if, if there is an injury and you are in the bush, it gets chilly really, really fast. And like you say, keeping kids' temperatures regulated is, is super important. Uh, we haven't invested a lot of money in expensive technical gear, mainly because Finn grows so fast. But we're, we've also picked up some excellent mid-range gear at local op shops as well. So, it's, yeah, it's not daunting and it's not an expensive business as well. But, uh, yeah, probably the snacks, that's the most important. <laughs> the other really interesting thing, and we've touched on it already, and this is in your book, are the activities. Um, and, you know, even in the outdoors, kids will grow bored or grow tired or often need a distraction from what they're feeling. So tell me a little bit more about about some of the games that you take with you for those moments where everyone needs a break, but an active break. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the magnifying glass did us well for quite a few years. That was that was always a firm favourite. Um, the, yeah, the bingo sheets, <clears throat> excuse me, the bingo sheets um, get updated with more and more trickier things to find. It could be, um, a stick in the shape of a letter, or it could be a rock in the in the shape of a um, object. So fundamentally, it's all about um, keeping engaged, but also having that awareness of what is happening around you in the forest. I think it's too easy to sometimes jump onto a trail and the kids tear ahead, and and perhaps not absorb it as as much as. Um, is what they could. And there's, there's so many benefits of being in nature that sometimes slowing kids down is, um, yeah, is, is something that I try and do. It's yeah. such a wisdom that not to be destination focused because it's a temptation as an adult to say, let's, do this, temptation. let's do this day trip yeah. to here, let's go here, let's complete this. And then you work out the time it's going to take and we're going to have your snack pauses and all that's practical and all very well. But it's putting an adult's lens over the experience, isn't it? Absolutely. And for Finn, it's it's not sometimes about the big amazing waterfall that I want to see. It's it's not about that. Some of the, the most coolest adventures we've had is sort of in little underground caves and shining spotlights on cave wetter and finding what glowworms actually look like. Just really really many, many little moments within the sort of the broader adventure. And yeah, that's that's where we generally spend most of our time now. And if we make it to the waterfall, absolutely, it's a bonus. We can have a picnic there. But otherwise, just stepping back and watching how your kids engage as well. And not just with activities, but if they come across obstacles like a fallen tree or a washout, for me, it's it's tempting to to jump in and want to solve the problem, but giving kids space and time to to kind of navigate nature on their own terms is is, is really powerful. What do you see as the benefits that you see in Finn and another kids who who go on these adventures with you? Resilience. Uh, there's this belief that they can use their own abilities to to overcome obstacles. And I think there's lots of health reasons, you know, the sunshine and the exercise, but it's also providing an alternative to screens. Screen time absolutely has its place, but 
instead of being a bystander to what is what is happening around them. I, I think that nature provides firsthand experiences like what it feels like to squelch through mud or climb into the caves and you know hug ancient trees. It's it provides a much deeper appreciation of nature. And it, it's also provided a space for conversations that might not happen like in a bustling household. Um, I've, I've really cherished the times that Finn and I have sat and pondered simple things like where the rivers go and how the trees grow. And yeah, it just gives us a, a chance to recalibrate before jumping back into our lives again. We're learning so much more about the, the, the very primal and biological uh, need of human beings to be connected to nature. And we know about the blue effect with mm. respect to being around the ocean. We know about the green effect with, it, with respect to being around the bush. We, we need to imbue this. Um, kids need to imbue it in them when they're young for their own mental health at that stage of life, but also to create mm. that love that will sustain them throughout life. Absolutely. And it's not often you can be in an environment where there's lots of things that, that need to be solved um, or thought about or like it's, it's a really learning experience. And even if it's not particularly obvious that, you know, it's not part of a curriculum, it's you leave nature and, yeah, it's a real deep understanding of some of your own personal qualities and, and just, yeah, the world that's around you as well. And hopefully that does last longer. Um, into to adult life and as teenagers and care for the environment too. So many people feel time poor and they feel financially poor when it comes to even buying kit. As you say, some of the stuff you can you can probably pick up um, secondhand at op shops because what do kids do? They grow out of stuff quick, quick fast. Absolutely. But yeah. what you've also done as far as the time poor is, is give people excellent options in this book in, in uh, Tamaki Makoto, Auckland, in this latest instance. Just give us an idea of some of the places near and far where you found wonderful adventures and where you provide some of the basic information that people can just pick up and use. Mm. I was really keen to to have lots of options in all of the books from, you know, five minutes to, to perhaps a few hours and even a couple overnights. So the a middle one, a good range one, is um, we love a good sand dune. So Lake Wainamu near Bethel's Beach is is definitely a favourite. We uh, load up a few inflatable toys and tear around on the dunes um, beside the lake. Uh, that, that's always a fun go-to. And then for buggies, uh, the coastal walkway at Westmere, that's got a really cool um, boardwalk through the mangroves and a little shallow bay at the end as well, so you can spend some time poking around in the water. Um, but yeah, so for some of the older kids that might be a bit more free range, the foreshore at Ambury Regional Park and definitely Mercer Bay Path at Piha. It's incredible coastal views and it's, yeah, it's amazing to think a thriving path was, was on the rocky headland. Yeah. It's really comprehensive. So it's, you know, North Auckland, Central, West, Waitakere, South, East, Rangitoto, Mototapu, um, you know, there's a really diverse range of um, of activities here. And was it the same for um, for Waikato? Was that earlier book also a guide to lots of different places to go? Absolutely. And one of the key things is for all the accessibility, we talk about buggies, we talk about wheelchairs and whether dogs can come as well. So, um, yeah, it's all combined into to, to one book. We, yeah, we have done a central um, guidebook as well as a Waikato guidebook. 
So um, one of our favourites near Oakuni is the Waitonga Falls. It's an alpine boardwalk and it's got bogs and um, yeah, reflections of Mount Urupehu and it's, it's pretty amazing. Um, but we've just recently come back from a big adventure in Puriora Forest Park and we saw the centre of the North Island. I had no idea that it was in there and rain-fed lagoons and it was really interesting the history as well of how the forest was saved um, by environmental activists in the 1970s. They, they perched themselves in the tree to, to stop the logging. It's, uh, yeah, it's fascinating history. What a wonderful idea. Well done. Thank you very much, Theana Priest. The latest is Kid Friendly Adventures Auckland, the ultimate family guidebook. As we said, there are earlier ones for Central North Island, uh, North Island and for Waikato.